This is the Dallas Morning News. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm food editor Aaron Bookie, and I host our food podcast at the Dallas Morning News called Eat Drink DFW. Each week, we're dropping a segment of the show right here in this feed. If you want to hear the full show and make sure you never miss an episode, then just search for Eat Drink DFW wherever you get your podcasts. You'll also find links for it at dallasnews.com slash listen. Happy eating. Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to dallasnews.com slash food after this for information on our show and lots of food and drink stories. And you can always share your thoughts with us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. Later on, we'll be talking about zero-proof drinks. But right now, I'm joined by food writers Sarah Blaskovich, Claire Baller, and special guest Kevin Gray to talk about what's trending. So, Sarah, you wrote a lot of stories this past week that sort of had a Vegas link, and it brought me back to that whole Vegas to Dallas pipeline and how it's still going strong. Can you talk about some of those those restaurants? Yes, of course. It might be stronger than ever in 2023 and 2024. Now, what I have found is that there are many restaurants in Las Vegas, especially if you walk the strip, as I did in 2022. Uh, that are either in Dallas or coming to Dallas. And so in early 2022, I wrote a story that just said like, oh my gosh, we happen to have quite a few restaurants in both cities. Not all restaurants started in Vegas that ended up in Dallas. Some also were in New York or LA or beyond. But I do think restaurateurs who are interested in Vegas for some reason are also interested in Dallas. And I know a lot of you are already rolling your eyes about this. <laughs> I had one CEO tell me recently that Dallas is all dry ice and sparklers. Hmm. And that's a quote. And I think a lot of us who don't have a lot of dry ice and sparklers in our regular <laughs> lives would say that us as Dallasites wouldn't agree. But there's this glitz, especially in certain parts of Dallas, that are mimicking what's happening in Vegas. And there's a corner of Deep Ellum that doesn't have a name for itself yet. It's kind of a neighborhood right off a of good Latimer near Elm where the epic development is. And then there's some clubs that are open and coming soon up that block. They're on the edge of Deep Ellum and they want a new name and it's they don't actually have one yet. But several of these restaurants are coming to that area. So we have Harper's there already. That's not in Vegas. But then we have Lanetta, which started in Vegas and is coming to Dallas next month in February. And we'll just see more of that sort of nightclub feel in that part of Dallas. There's a little bit of this happening in Victory Park, too. And then there are these bigger restaurants like Catch is a restaurant that started in New York. It has since landed in L.A., Las Vegas and Aspen. And we're getting one in Dallas in 2024. This is kind of a flashy seafood place. And it's opening at Maple Terrace, which is a nearly 100 year old historic development in Uptown on Maple Avenue that is being totally redone. But they're I think they're honoring some of the history of that building. Uh, that's an interesting one. Getting, you know, this kind of Vegas style seafood place in Dallas at an old historical Dallas building. Um, but just some other Vegas um, examples. Black Tap Burgers and Beer is coming to Dallas in 2023. We already have a sugar factory, which is a dessert place where you drink and eat with all the sparklers and the you know ice cream sundaes that cost 100 bucks and stuff like that. Is that like a Kardashian one? Yes. In fact, when it opened in Dallas, Nick Cannon performed uh, as course. a DJ. 
if yes. this helps. Um, <laughs> we have Sedell's and Carbone in Dallas. Those are newish restaurants. They also have both of those in Las Vegas. Both of those have that kind of flair, just this, you know, heavy drinking, late night, big spending feeling. And don't get me wrong. We have this feeling in other cities. We do this in New York. We do this in LA. We did this in Dallas without Vegas's help. But it was important to me to point out after just going to Vegas on a vacation last year, how many restaurants just seem to stream from that city to our city um, and watch it. Mark my words. We'll see more. Yeah, it's super interesting to me. And also the perception of Dallas by all by these, outsiders. Yeah, by outsiders and restaurateurs. They're like, Dallas is it. Let's go there. Because there's not a bunch of these restaurants in other cities. You know, they're either in like Vegas, New York, and then Dallas is like their third place. That's yeah. Like, Miami is another uh, okay, city yeah. that seems to follow this sort of, you know, connect the dots thing. But, you know, let's ask ourselves in a state that has several incredible food cities, we have not chosen to put these restaurants in Austin or in right. Houston almost any of the times they've come to Dallas so like what does that mean what do people think of us that these restaurants fit but then of course a restaurant only exists if it continues to make money so are we sustaining some of these restaurants you know a right. good example of a restaurant you can also find in Vegas and in Dallas is Nobu uh, it's been in Dallas for a long time right I don't know if you consider Nobu a quote-unquote Vegas place but it is it is one on the list that is there and also here We've seen many more of these places that have come and gone. So that's another thing to think about. And so what about Salt Bay? Is that is that Vegas? Doesn't it feel like it's perfect yes, for that very. Vegas? <laughs> yeah, so um, Nusseret did not start in Vegas, but there is one there. And okay. of course, there is one here in Dallas. And we are all wondering how long mm-hmm. Nusseret is going to last in Dallas because Salt Bay, the celebrity behind this place, the Turkish butcher who cocks his wrist and sprinkles salt all over your steak and your table, he's not here in Dallas. He's the whole draw. I've met him in person He has salted my steak. It was actually somehow kind of intoxicating, (laughs) odd to say. But would I go there if he's not going to do that? Knowing from his Instagram that he's in some other city, which he always is. He's at the World Cup trolling everyone there. Yeah. Even though the World Cup happens only every four years, it feels like he's at the World Cup constantly. (laughs) Yeah. So what is a restaurant like that without its celebrity chef? He's also not in Vegas all the time. Are people still going to the one in Vegas? Probably. Because they saw him on Instagram. Yeah. I do wonder about the sustainability of these restaurants here in Dallas. And if restaurateurs are kind of overestimating how much Dallas wants these restaurants and how well they're doing, you know, like Sugar Factory, places. Like that. I think it is an important point in time for us who live here in Dallas to also be really thinking about what we want and the kind right. of places that we want to dine at and what message we want to send to other parts of the country of how we like to dine here and what we are interested in. I would put a lot of money down um, to say that I think if we sent out a survey of if people are looking for sparklers and dry ice at most of their dining experiences, the answer would be no. You know, it is a little sad to see some of the changes happening in the Deep Elm area at the same time we see the Green Door closing. You know, like mm-hmm. that's that's a place that has been a big part of Dallas's identity and specifically in the Deep Elm area. And change happens, right? It's part of it, especially in the restaurant industry. But it does feel a little bit like uh, we're at kind of a pivotal moment of yeah. figuring out where do we go from here? It's like, is there scene? room for all of these places or are we going to lose something in favor of the of these kind of places? So moving on to something that was really big on social media this week was the Portillo's news, which finally opened, Sarah, right? Portillo's opened. <laughs> the first one in Texas opened in the colony right off of 121 near the tollway as part of the Nebraska Furniture Mart development. So billionaire Warren Buffett, fueled a lot of the money for that whole thing, Portillo's joined it. And 
Oh my gosh. People from Chicago, people not from Chicago, hot dog fans, Italian beef sandwich fans. This is a whole moment. I think it could be the largest restaurant opening, certainly of the quarter in terms of just like fervor and emotion. Yeah. And Kevin, so you are from the Midwest, so you have some experience with Portillo's, right? Yeah. So most of my family lives in Chicago and the surrounding suburbs. So I have spent a lot of time at Portillo's over the last two decades. And I mean, it's good, honestly. Like I'm still um, a Lushers fan through and through. And I'm so sad that- R.I.P that's not the Chicago hot dog we're all eating. That said, it is exciting that Portillo's is here. Honestly, I'm a little bit more likely to fly to Chicago to eat it than I am to drive to the colony. It's a lot more expensive, (laughs) Kevin. Like a lot more expensive. But you get a little bit more out of it. Unless you're shopping for furniture, I suppose. (laughs) But I like Portillo's. I mean, I think their their hot dog has a good snap. I would say you have to get it loaded. Otherwise, there's really no point in eating a Chicago style hot dog. So that includes tomatoes, celery, salt, sport peppers, pickles, onions. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they also do the, the beef sandwich, which they're quite famous for um i get both you know it's like why choose like at the same time yeah at the same time you're not going to portillo's to get a salad you know (laughs) well so it's funny because i think texans who weren't familiar with it were like okay hot dog place portillo's is coming to texas and it did start 60 years ago as a hot dog stand that's like it's history not that a lot of texans knew that but as I was interviewing the CEO, I'm like, are you a hot dog place or are you an Italian beef sandwich place? I sort of like, you must choose. And he picked Italian beef sandwich, but I think he too would hope that p- people will follow the Kevin Gray model of Portillo's and order both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think that that's just a smart move in life. Um, if you see two good things, get them both. And I think at Portillo's, that's the best way to decide which side you're on, you know? Yeah. I like this. I'm very excited about the hot dogs. I'm not like a huge Italian beef sandwich person, but I will try it. Maybe not yet. Maybe not yet. Maybe I haven't had the Portillo's Italian beef sandwich. I will say that you could have a Portillo's hot dog and then like go about your day, go back to work, have a productive day. If you have Italian beef sandwich, that's all you're doing. That's those are your plans (laughs) for the day. Just go. And if you have both. (laughs) Yeah. Then take the next day off. I would really like to try Portillo's with Claire and Aaron. Yes. So let's make a field trip up there. Let's eat it together and we can talk about it. And so when we posted this story on social media, Instagram and so forth, like it totally blew up with comments. I think a lot of it was about the chocolate cake. Yes. So the chocolate cake is interesting because I don't associate most order at the counter restaurants with dessert at all. Right. But they're pretty proud of their chocolate cake, which either comes just as a slice of chocolate cake or they take a half a slice of that, mix it with ice cream and puree it into a milkshake. I've tried neither. And so when we go on our field trip there, we're going to need to, I guess, try both. Try both. And then yeah. we're going to have to take three days off, Kevin. Um, <laughs> by the time we hot dog, we beef sandwich, and we try two different desserts. Yes, I agree. The The shake sounds really interesting to me. I don't think I've ever had a shake with ice cream blended with an actual slice of cake. The bit of advice that I've been given in advance, and take this for what it's worth, is that don't use a straw. Because <laughs> like the cake gets stuck in the straw, which is oh. just kind of a gnarly experience. I believe it's a spoon milkshake experience. Um, So another story that Sarah wrote that got lots of attention this week was about diners, drive-ins, and dives. This is a silly story. So what happened is a website named Mashed took all of the places that diners, drive-ins, and dives went, and I think there's more than a thousand of them across the United States, and they decided to pick the best one in each state, and I believe that's in all 50 states. So what this article purported was that Pecan Lodge in Dallas was the best diners, drive-ins, and dives restaurant. Now, what seemed to be floating around was that Pecan Lodge was Guy Fieri's favorite 
restaurant in Texas. Mm -hmm. And I want to be the journalist here who says out loud that that's not what this mashed website story purported, but it kind of got, it kind of got shortened and flipped a little bit. I want to say that Guy Fieri has been to Pecan Lodge and I don't know if he loves it or doesn't love it, but if you watch the clips, he loved it in that moment because he's always loving what he's eaten. (laughs) Yeah. If he's at a diner, a drive-in or a dive. But, um, you know, Pecan Lodge is a legendary Dallas barbecue place. It was at the beginning of this new age barbecue wave. And when Guy Fieri visited it, it was at the Dallas Farmer's Market. And like special gold stars to all the OGs listening who went there when it was at the Farmer's Market. I did. And then when everybody else heard about it, we were all mad. Yeah. We were like, that was my barbecue place. I didn't think anybody heard about it. Texas Monthly heard about it. Guy Fieri heard about it. And it was all over. Now Pecan Lodge has a restaurant in Deep Ellum. Still good, um, but it is now part of a very competitive barbecue space. So if you ask somebody even in Dallas alone what the best barbecue place is, who knows if they would pick Pecan Lodge or something else. But this one article says that Pecan Lodge is the best restaurant in Texas that has been previewed on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. And uh, it's up to you to decide if that's really right. Just as a fun aside, we hired Pecan Lodge to cater my rehearsal dinner. And we had the hot mess and we had a bunch of barbecue and it was our way of showing our friends not from Texas that this is what Texas barbecue is. And I was married in 2013. So Pecan Lodge was on the top of the world and at the top of my heart then. Yeah, that hot mess was definitely like a defining Dallas moment. It's really good. I think it's still really good. Thanks, guys. Stick around. We're going to talk about how zero proof drinks are kind of sexy now. That's right after this. Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.